In this episode, we cover Fortnite shooters, the Moto Z3, brand new Microsoft Go, and much more. So stay tuned to find out more. Hey, and welcome back to the JK Tech Show podcast on whatever platform you are listening or watching this on. And this episode is packed with a ton of stuff. So, I just want to introduce myself. My name is Ali Abdul Karim, and this is the JK Tech Show podcast. Let's get right into it. The first thing I'd like to cover is Fortnite shooters. And there's been a lot of speculation as to whether they're actually a thing. And yes, Fortnite shooters are actually a thing. And they're getting paid up to $25 an hour to improve Fortnite skills of players that want to get improved. Like, you can actually go to websites like GamerSensei, which has like a ton of coaches who specialize in Fortnite, you can actually hire them. I mean, this sort of originated from like, from like kids being embarrassed at school so their parents pay for them. Not to be embarrassed is essentially the sort of overarching idea on this. It's just a bit weird. I don't think I would ever do that. And I'm not really sure as to why the parents are doing this. Just so the kids are not embarrassed. Okay. Yeah, th- this one is a really weird one. Anyway, on to the next one. Apple is now worth $1 trillion. This was probably announced around a week ago. But I couldn't put it in last last episode. So it's in this one. They've hit one trillion dollars, and and they're on, they're the only company in the past few years. There have been several companies before, and there are some non-public companies, like private companies, that may have been over, but we would never know for sure because they are not public. But in terms of public, we've got Amazon, we've got Apple at the top right now. Amazon is close by around 800 billion. Alphabet, Google's father company, is roughly 850 billion. So yeah, they are getting there, but just haven't hit Apple yet. Next up, we're going to cover the brand new Moto Z3, which has been announced by Motorola recently. So the phone is set to launch on August 16th, so it's not going to be too far from now. The main feature of this phone is that it's 5G ready. It's going to be the first real, real phone that's actually 5G ready. Regardless of whether the carriers support 5G currently, obviously they're going to be adapting to that. But this is 5G ready. You got to obviously have your 5G mod and everything like that. But yeah, it is ready for 5G. There are several videos regarding that. I can leave them in the links, in the cards, something like that. In terms of the cameras that it has, it has two 12 megapixel cameras at the back. And now you might find it weird that they have two of the same cameras at the back, but they actually aren't the same. One of them is monochrome, so then you can shoot better black and white video or photos or take just better black and white images much easier. And in terms of the front-facing camera, it has an 8 megapixel front-facing camera. Nothing too different as what we've seen in previous smartphones that have been released. Now in terms of uh, the display, it has a 6-inch AMOLED display. It's decent. And the processor is a Qualcomm Snapdragon 835, not an 845. This is sort of similar with the sort of not top tier phones, sort of mid tier sort of smartphones. This is what they tend to have. The phone is splash proof, but not waterproof. So you obviously can't take it in the water or leave it for a while or throw it there. 
probably will stand a couple of splashes if you're near a pool. If you're, if you're nearby a pool, your friend jumps in regardless of the fact that you told him that you have an expensive brand new phone that you just got. Yeah, it's going to be fine. Guarding price is going to sell for roughly $480. Obviously, that would vary in terms of carriers and just worldwide, but that is the price for $80. Next up, I'm going to cover the fact that Microsoft have shunk Microsoft have shrunk down their Surface and made the Surface Go. It actually seems quite popular in terms of people's reviews and critics and everything like that. The processor is an Intel Pentium. It does start at $399, so, so yeah, you're getting a Pentium, $400 roughly. If you want to have the keyboard and stylus pen, you've got to pay roughly $200 extra, so that makes it $600 if you want, like, with the keyboard and the stylus pen, so... In terms of looks, obviously, apart from the size difference, it has a ridiculously thick bezel in terms of today's standards. So yeah, there's just that to bear in mind. I'm not a huge fan of this, but loads of other people are. Yeah, that's that. Now, Samsung are trying to tap into the hybrid game, brand new Samsung Galaxy Tab S4. Obviously, they've seen the bandwagon of hybrids becoming real popular, so they want to jump in. It comes in around $650. So let's run down on the specs and you can then you can decide if you think it's worth it. So so this one has deck support like some like the latest Samsung smartphones, which allows you to sort of connect it into a monitor and give you a more desktop like experience. Comes equipped with a 10.5 inch Super AMOLED display and has a Qualcomm Snapdragon 835 processor like the Moto Z3. Includes an S pen with it, so like a stylus pen. So it's obviously gonna be real good for like design artists, that kind of stuff, because that's kind of sort of the style that hybrids are really meant for, because then you have a tablet, you have a laptop, you want to put the portability together, it's really useful for artists, so obviously you can sort of lean it down, becomes just one screen, and then you can draw, paint, do whatever you want with it, so yeah, it should include an S Pen, I'm glad it's not an extra cost, like the Surface Go, even though the Surface Go is cheaper initially. But yeah, the S Tab has four AKG tuned speakers with Dolby Atmos, so the audio should be pretty good. In terms of consuming media, etc., etc., it has 16 hours of battery life, according to Samsung. That should allow for plenty of work, play, or whatever else you do with your devices. Now you can run applications simultaneously in resizable windows, that's good. And obviously because of deck support you can plug it into an external monitor like the one that is in front of me. And then you can get some extra screen real estate. Now on to the Google Pixel 3. So Google have not formally announced this or really said anything about it. So this is going to be really based on speculation. So what we do know is that Google have acquired HTC's phone hardware team September of last year, so that's obviously going to help them build this device. Now what annoys me is that the Pixel 3 will have a big notch, and not in terms of the width like the iPhone 10, but it's going to be real deep, like it kind of cuts into the phone, it honestly looks kind of weird. That is just sort of a turn off for me. If you follow Google's release dates for their previous devices, we can speculate that this one will also be releasing in October, 
of 2018. And now there are rumours that it could support wireless charging due to several factors. First off, they've been developing a glass back, which tends to improve the wireless charging experience, so that would, could be one of the reasons why they're doing that. Also, their new software updates comes with additional features for wireless charging, so that also makes us consider as to if they're going to put wireless charging into it. It would be great if there is wireless charging, and if there is, I highly doubt they're going to include one in it, which is probably going to be like all the previous devices that included it, you just go out and buy a wireless charger. In terms of the specs, it comes with an octa-core Qualcomm CPU, perhaps it's going to be the Snapdragon 845, like most of the higher tier phones. Adreno 630 GPU. In terms of the pixel resolution, it'll be 2960 by 1440. And the wired version of Google Pixel Buds are going to be connecting via USB-C to this device. It's confirmed to support Android Pie. Comes with 4GB of RAM, and we said wireless charging as a speculation due to some previous things that we talked about. And it should be available in at least two colors, being black and white, but possibly they might release more. Now onto a very highly anticipated device, the Red Hydrogen One. It's Red smartphone. Now they obviously they create the massive cameras like MKBHD has and Brandon Havard and those guys. So you'd expect the camera game on this smartphone to be like top notch. Anyway, this highly anticipated phone has been delayed, which is a bit disappointing because I was excited for it. But they will be releasing a few betas to certain people. However, in terms of the official release date for pre-orders, is going to be October 9th. And in terms of carrier release, that's going to be November 2nd. I'm really excited for the Red Hydrogen 1. I want to see what it's like. I want to see the camera. I want to see the smartphone. It looks like a pretty sort of robotic, futuristic design. Very different to what the usual smartphones they have today. But yeah, I'm, I'm still excited for it. Now, Samsung have just announced the Samsung Note 9 a couple of days ago. So I was thinking and debating whether to discuss it in this podcast. I decided against it because I'm going to make a future YouTube video talking about all the differences between the Note 9, possibly the Note 8, or something along those lines so you can see all the different features and stuff like that. So make sure you do subscribe to my YouTube channel, aka JK, you can turn notifications. And if you're on YouTube, then like this video and you can comment on what sort of product that you're most excited for in the comment section down below. If listening to this on a podcast app, then please do subscribe to this podcast as I'm trying to go weekly with tech news. Yeah, thank you guys so much for watching this. And now I'm really excited because I can go and turn on the AC. I'll see you in the next episode.